What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to their HK Video Game Experience. I'm Hollywood Cole, your host here with Clearfire. What's up, Clear? What's going on, man? And we have a new guest today, British... Oh, excuse me, the British redneck. What's up, British? What's up? How y'all doing? <laughs> Welcome. I'm glad to have you. Thanks for volunteering to come on. I'm going to laugh every time she says that. Uh, it's just like I hear both accents in there, and it's just awesome, man. It's just an awesome mix there. It like, tricks your mind there. Like, wait a minute. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> so, British is uh, with us. Uh, video game. Well, just tell us, about, tell us about yourself, British. Where are you from? What do you like to do? Well, originally I am from England. I was born and raised up until the age of 16. And then I moved over to Mississippi after that time whoop, and whoop. been here ever since. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yep. And uh, I used to be a EMT on the ambulance for uh, the longest time. And uh, then I just kind of got out of that field. I'm now doing office work here and there. So, <laughs> okay. Awesome. And, uh, what, tell us about uh, your video game experience. Well, I've loved video games ever since I was little. When the PlayStation 1 first came out, and it was the first console that I actually owned. And my first ever game was Tomb Raider 1. And nice. so from uh, that okay. point onwards, I've been addicted to games. And it's been a whole lot of games <laughs> Okay. over those years. So I want to ask you the question that, that, that I don't know if everybody wants to know this or not. What made you or what made you, I guess your family is at that time, move from England to Mississippi? My dad, who's British like I am, he met my stepmom on the Internet and she's from Jackson. So uh, before I know it, they were getting married. I had a whole new family and it just went from there. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's awesome. a wild ride there. So we're both from Mississippi. I live in uh, Florida now and clear still in uh, Jackson. I'm from Forest. So we, we both grew up in Forest uh, right there in the central of the state. And so kind of weird that, you know, you you, you hit us up on the uh, Facebook and I clicked it and it says Jackson, Mississippi. It's like, that's so crazy. Uh, it makes sense. I guess only people from Mississippi listen to our podcast, but that's uh, that's not true. We get, it up from, we get people from all over. But uh, I would think that people from the south might kind of get our humor a little bit better but we can't I don't know. forget our listeners in vietnam man <laughs> we had we got our listener oh, in vietnam okay. <laughs> yeah every once in a while somebody would stumble upon it um so uh so you said tomb raider was your first game so what, let me just ask you this real quick too if you if somebody says video games what what is your what console comes to mind then video games Honestly, all of them. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I own the PlayStation, the Xbox, but the majority of the time I play my games on PC. Okay. So, but does Nintendo come to your mind? That's kind of what I'm... Actually, yes. <laughs> it does? Okay. Because you say the PlayStation was your first one. So, we, we grew up with the NES and then kind of uh, Super Nintendo and on and on. Mm-hmm. And we, we were just talking about... I don't remember which podcast it was, but... I think Claire made the point that most people think Nintendo. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know if they do or not now. But it anyway. It depends on their age. It just, yeah, exactly. Of course. It's age thing. Because you got, when PlayStation came out, you know, it, you saw more gravitate toward that PlayStation and that Xbox. And Nintendo kind of got left in the dust. I know GameCube was one of their better consoles. I actually loved the GameCube. I thought it was a fantastic console. But like with the Wii, even though it was, they're probably one of their hottest sellers, PlayStation and Xbox still took everybody's imagination and just ran with it you know mm-hmm. especially with the cutting edge graphics you know nintendo never pushed cutting edge graphics 
you know, a lot of people love the visuals, so. Right. The, um, so you played, uh, Tomb Raider and you, you're, uh, so I was kind of talking to you prepping, uh, for the podcast, you were saying you like, uh, Elder Scrolls, you like, um, what is adventure games, Fallout, Right, uh, uh, open world RPG is probably my the main genre that I tend to go towards. There you uh, go. Like you know the Elder Scrolls series, uh, Skyrim especially, and then also the Fallout series, Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas and Fallout Four as well. So yeah, absolutely. Those are did you play any Witcher? Favorite. I'm sorry. Any Witcher? I I played a little bit of it, but then I got distracted by another game. <laughs> oh, so it's such a great game, The Witcher Three. We, we oh, had a man. long podcast about that, and then uh, then it's kind of trickled through a couple things. So that's why I always like to bring it up. Oh, Have y'all Witcher watched 3. the show yet on Netflix? Yeah, yeah I saw it. Oh, all. yes, yes. <laughs> I'm trying to read the books too, and they're they're good. I'm on the second one, almost done with it. It's kind of on pause right now. <laughs> but um, so are you more of a? Would you consider yourself more of a retro gamer or just more of a current gamer? Do you still play any retro games or only the retro consoles? I don't have any of the retro consoles, unfortunately. Hopefully, eventually, I will get those. Um, but I recently downloaded the remastered version of Command & Conquer, uh, which nice. uh, includes the original and then Red Alert one. And when I played that again, probably about two weeks ago, I installed that. It was nostalgia all over again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you play Elder Scrolls on PC then? Is that- I sure do. Yeah. Okay. And I actually uh, own it on the Switch as well, and then also the PlayStation. Oh, and wow. also the Xbox. There I got we my go. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. I got a Switch. I like every to console. Hear that. I have it on go. every there console. <laughs> I can play it whenever, wherever, whatever room I'm in, whatever console's in front of me, I can play it. <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda loves me and my money, apparently. <laughs> So that's what we're here to talk about today, a little bit of Elder Scrolls, and uh, what. Uh, so we're going to let British kind of talk to us about what she expects to see in Elder Scrolls uh, 6 at some point. I was, I've known that there's going to be an Elder Scrolls 6. I was a big fan of Skyrim at the time. Uh, still am. I haven't played it in a while, but going back and trying to do a little bit of research, it really kind of... Well, there's a special edition for PS4 that has all the DLC and all this, and we'll kind of get into where I was and got into these these series and kind of just my my take on it i guess but we want to hear especially you the expert that owns it on every console <laughs> out there and pc uh what they have to say uh but it's great that you're a pc gamer because i know clear plays a little bit on pc i play like wow Wait, do you play multi massive multiplayer online at all uh i don't play world of warcraft warcraft but i do play the elder scrolls online okay yeah we'll definitely so. talk about that as well mm-hmm. um so okay but yeah that's great uh pc gamer uh i think me and claire mostly playstation i'm definitely more of a retro guy uh than clear but i still would consider myself more of a a modern gamer but anyway so cool well it's uh good to have you on glad to meet you (laughs) it's the first time we've talked (laughs) so um okay well clear do you want to go into some news first before we start getting elder scrolls yeah, I just want to hit a few little quick points on some news points because, you know, everybody, hot topics, hot points right now are PS5 and Xbox Series X. And I'm going to first mention a new, it's not really new, but it's a more detailed uh, part of the PS5 and something that might actually help PS5. I'm not going to say win the console war, but let's just say it, win the console war. It's already so, won. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'll, I'll explain that in just a minute why PS5's already won this console. I will say this real quick, though. I was real disheartened by you. I was very disheartened by you. Don't be disheartened by me. When you posted, I know, I know why. <laughs> when you posted, by the way, everybody that's listening that's on our website, this was Clear's post. You will never hear Hollywood Cole say anything like this. <laughs> He's thinking about buying the digital version of the Xbox One. Yep. The new Xbox. That's okay. We don't have to hold. Don't I have, even. I have a reason for that, though, because I only want to play one game on it, and I'm not spending $500 to play one game. So, but <laughs> okay. So well. we'll start. So we're gonna start off with the PS5 today. So PS5 and uh, Sony has announced and talked a little bit more in detail about their boost mode that's on there. Because everybody's been talking about how more powerful the Xbox Series S is to the PS5 and how it's gonna dominate it and beat it and yada yada yada. And don't get me wrong, I'm not hating on Xbox, but Xbox has a strategy that I'm gonna discuss here in a few minutes that's actually gonna kill off their console. So. With that, PS5 boost mode is basically kind of like what the PS4 Pro introduced. They introduced kind of a boost mode to theirs as well. What this is going to do is actually enhance the games, more specifically the PS4 games on the PS5. So you'll be able to run at a higher frame rate, look better, just download speeds. Overall, make the game better. Download speeds is all dependent on your internet connection, and we all know that Clearfire has the crappiest internet in the world. So, so when I say download (laughs) speeds, but load times. Low times, load. oh no, yeah, low, low times. So low times, I'm not sure because I haven't read that much detail into the what the boost mode affects with load times. But I think it's, I think you might see a little bit snappier load times. I mean, you're looking at you're going from using a hard drive, a regular platter style mechanical hard drive, to an SSD that is, from what that what Sony is saying is one that you can't buy on the market, right? right now which is true you can't buy the one that they're planning to put inside the playstation 5 on the market right now so it's going to be some incredible technology in the ps5 so that right there is going to help load times but this boost mode is supposed to make um make everything run a lot better uh run at a higher rate so basically think about it like this and um british will get the get this idea because with her being a pc gamer she completely understands this think about when you overclock a pc you're making it run faster, run hotter, and do, uh, basically running beyond the processor limits. And so this is what the boost mode is going to do for the PS5, but do it in a way that doesn't fry the chip. Because we all know that if you overclock and you run too fast, you're going to fry your chip. It's just oh, going to yeah. fry it. And I, I've seen people melt motherboards because of overclocking too bad. So this is supposed to be able to do it, and it's supposed to be allow them to access more power on the 36R DNA2 compute units that, that, that the PS5 has but they'll be able to get more power out of it than what the Microsoft's going to be able to get out of just their 52 cores. So Microsoft's got 52 of these RDNA compute units and PS5 only has 36, but they're going to be able to get more power out of the 36 than the 52. Don't ask me to do the math on that. I'm not the math wizard on that, but I will say this. I do believe what Sony's saying because I've seen this in the past. If you learn how to work the technology the right way, you can optimize it and make it run faster than anything else. Apple is a prime example of that. They have learned to optimize their stuff to a point to where it runs faster and smoother than other things around it. Nintendo. it, it's Prime possible. example. A Nintendo Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. I mean, look, look at what Nintendo... 
Look at what Nintendo did with the N64. They made it run past its PowerPoint, and it still looked beautiful. It had beautiful games, and they ran smoothly. So it's very much possible. So that that's basically the gist of that. And I don't want to go too deep in that because it just gets into a lot, lot, a lot of technical stuff that I don't want to cloud y'all with. I just want y'all to know that Boost Mode is going to be on the PS5. It's going to be something that's going to be very usable. And it's going to actually help this thing run faster and look better. So now I'm going to move on to Xbox Series X stuff that I want to talk about. And it's more of not the console, but what Microsoft is trying to do and their strategy behind it. Because I want people to realize that Microsoft is trying to get out of the console business. I don't care what anybody says. It's the, it's the one department that loses money for them year after year after year. They Their sales are nowhere near PlayStation's two to one at a minimum. Microsoft has still not released how many consoles they've actually shipped out and sold. They don't have that solid <laughs> number released. They aren't going to release it because they know it's, it, it, it's a greater gap than the two to one ratio that's or that everybody knows is out there heck at least by, by all estimates the nintendo switch which came out years later has sold more consoles than the xbox uh xbox one so it, it's just one of those things and xbox has three different levels of the console and they still can't keep up so the strategy that I'm trying to point out to is the xCloud service or their Games Pass Ultimate that they're trying to push to. Because what they're doing is is they're bridging the gap between Xbox community and the PC community. Like we discussed earlier on our game, on our thing about Warzone, our last podcast with the whole cross-play thing where PlayStation can turn off cross-play but, my, but um, Xbox can't. It's because they're PC. They're trying to intermingle it all together. Microsoft wants to get out of the console business. People, if you don't believe me, look at the steps they're taking. They have gotten rid of their Xbox Gold where you cannot buy it for an entire year anymore. You can only go to month to month because when they, release, when they drop that Xbox Series X, they're going to do away with it completely and try to push you toward the games pass ultimate to where you're buying your games through the cloud you're not going to own a disc and you're going to be able to play it on your pc or your xbox or your android phone and i'm sorry ios you're getting left out on that they're not doing x cloud on ios yet and that's a, that's a battle that they're having between apple and microsoft but i don't see it coming anytime soon just because we know the bad blood between microsoft and apple so so let but, me ask let me ask <laughs> british this then so what do you think about digital gaming? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, uh, or do you like physical media? Me personally, I like having the actual physical copy in my hands. Uh, digital, like I have a lot of digital games, don't get me wrong, but there's just something about actually having the copy in my hands. It's just like, okay, yes, this is mine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Digital, I, you know, you just never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely prefer having the actual physical copy in my hands, to be honest with you. But on PC, for example, you kind of got no choice but to go the digital route. Um, but on consoles um, with the PS4 and the Xbox, definitely physical copies all the way. Yeah, and see, that's kind of what, what we're doing, too. And that's uh, from a PC gamer, you're hearing that. And so, like, like you're saying, clear, they're trying to go to just force you into this digital way. And everybody, this is the future. It's the future. Well, it's the future if they force well, it on you and then you participate in it. Well, not only that, they're trying to force you to not ever own your games. Yeah. With, with like downloading a game now, if I go on to 
the PlayStation Network and I go download a game now, I can buy it, download it to my console. As long as it does not require an internet connection, I can play it for forever on that PS4. As long as you have the hard drive, yeah. As long as I've got that hard drive and i got that game on that hard drive, I can play it for forever. So it's just like owning the game. So I don't... I have a little bit of issue with it, but not as much. And this is where I'm going to get to my point. The game Fable is coming out on Xbox. I'm not buying an Xbox a full Xbox Series X to play Fable. I'm going to buy the Series S to play Fable because it's not an as long as it's not an online dependent game. If it's an online dependent game, then I'm just probably going to try to play it through my PC and be done with it. But it's one of those things where Xbox is trying to push you to not own the game whereas you can if you actually download it onto your system. They're trying to make you rent it. Or basically <laughs> lease it because the X Cloud is based on you paying a subscription fee and you can play every game that you want to play. It's great, yeah. You get to play more games, but at the end of the day, if you ever quit paying, you lose everything you ever had. You lose all your progress. You lose everything. It's gone unless you start paying again. And so that's what the problem I have is, is because in essence, you say, okay, this game is sixty dollars if I go out and buy it. Now you're saying this game is going to cost me some monetary value every month for the rest of my life if I want to keep that game. That's a problem right there. We're not, we, we shouldn't be doing that because, come on, somebody pays sixty dollars for a game, let them have that game for as long well, as they the want. That's the question. So Call of Duty comes out. Uh, if I'm a PlayStation user, I pay sixty dollars for. It. If I'm Xbox, do I not pay sixty? I just get it in the monthly fee. It depends on certain games. Like they're going to do a, a certain type of release where you, only certain games go in there, or you pay a certain level to get certain games. It, it, there's so many I ifs see. about it. It's not. It's not exactly nailed down. Like right now, the um, the Project X Cloud that pushes it out to the phones is not going to cost anything for the uh, for anybody that owns Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. But that's the top t- tier, and you're paying like. <clears throat> something like 35 to 40 dollars a month to play games not i mean that, that's a lot when you think about it at the end of the year that's a lot of money that you just paid mm-hmm. and you're and are you really going to play all those games that you have available you might start it up but you can go get gamefly and rent the stupid thing you know and you could do it like that if you really want to rent games and that's a lot cheaper it's just, it's ridiculous on what Microsoft is want to do. I get on trying to bridge the ecosystems because they do have PC, they do have Xbox. I get bridging that. That's a smart move. It's a, from from a, from a business standpoint, it's a very smart move to try to marry those. But for you to kill off the console and push it to where you have to buy the subscription to be able to play games is bad. It's a bad form, and it's going to hurt gaming in the long run. It's not a smart move. I completely agree. I remember when uh, it wasn't too long ago when I was on my Xbox and I had the game pass and I was playing, I don't remember what game it was at that point, but I got pretty far into it. And the next thing I know, there was a little notification saying this game's no longer going to be available after such and such time. So I'm like, Oh, okay. So (laughs) I'm pretty much forced to buy this. (laughs) And and that's another thing too, is they're going to be cycling games on and off of that. So it's going to be like a Netflix. Okay. My favorite show is how I met your mother. They took it off Netflix. I can't watch it on Netflix again, even though I'm still paying that Netflix subscription. Mm -hmm. If you're playing, if you're playing Skyrim, you're all into Skyrim. They take Skyrim off. You're done. Your game's gone. You don't get to play it anymore. Right. Yeah, that's crappy. It sounds, it does sound like they're trying to get out of the console business because that's not something you do with gamers. Just like, uh, you know, I don't know any gamer. I do know one actually that prefers digital. Um, and I know 
this I know you're talking about something completely different. Clearly, you're talking about streaming from the cloud. In other words, if you cut your subscription, you don't have it at all because you don't have access to that database. But uh, even digital, you're just having something tangible. I mean, look, we talk about this all the time, uh, British. Just you know, if I want to play Final Fantasy three, I can play it. You know, I don't have to mm-hmm. go see. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, hope Nintendo re-releases a SNES Mini or uh, I mean, I don't know anything like that. Just you just play it. I have it. You just there's some comfort in knowing that you can play it whenever you want, as long as because I have the, the media. I don't have to hope that it's still on the cloud or, um, in other words, say we got a 500 gigabyte hard drive on the PlayStation Four, but and I have a lot of games in my library, but they're not all downloaded. The 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 there was a uh, game called PT with a playable trailer for the Silent Hill game that was coming out a while back, and that was a very unique. Uh, trailers the way that they did it as a game you play you're in this house uh it's haunted it is very freaky go check it out on youtube if you hadn't seen it because you can't see it now even though i have it on my uh playstation to download if you go and try to download it now oh we took it off the database you will never have it now um so you know in other words if they take it out of their database and even if you have the rights to download it you don't get it so that's it's just so all kind of wrong with that and xbox going that direction how stadia doing man is it you know is it even out is it i've heard nothing stadia about is it. out but it ain't making no waves yeah i mean and it's so, nothing because it's it's not great because you're trying to push one everybody's trying to push 4k gaming that's the big thing you got to play in 4k which i understand you know a lot of people can't because you know they don't aff- they can't afford the tvs they can't afford all of the technology that they need to play it but that's the push you can't you can't reliably stream 4k gaming to people look at me i'm in rural in rural mississippi i get lucky on a good day if the sun is shining there's no clouds in the sky even though i've got a wire from here to the at&t box down the street i might get 25 megs a second and you're going to tell me that i'm going to be able to stream 4k gaming on that you've lost your mind you know, and to say that you're going to be able to push 4K gaming to the people, to most people that are going to be playing it, is crazy because you're not. You're not going to reach enough people to make it worthwhile. But streaming any any fidelity of gaming would be silly. Oh, it's crazy. You know? <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I'm glad it's not working. I'll just say that because as a, the natural and pure gamer in me likes to have games. I mean, there's. You know, we come from the era where you had the, you bought the box. It had the it's a little experience. You open the box. There's a manual in there. There's all these other little giveaway things in there. And uh, speaking of Witcher Three that we we're talking about, you know, with CD Projekt Red, they still do all the stuff uh, with their games, even though no other company does it. You, know, you had stickers, you had maps, you had CD, you had music in it. They give you a lot of stuff for your for your purchase. We talked about what that, it was too on which. That's why I loved getting my Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove from Limited Run Games because it, it, even though it was on Switch, it had the little cartridge. When you opened it up, man, you had that big old fat. I mean, it, it, it's no lie. It's like a book thick 
of instruction manuals. You know, I've played mine. I love playing the game. It's so much fun. And I loved getting that because when I look through the manual, I can look through it really quick to say, okay, this is the moves they do. This is what I need to do. This is kind of the guidance of what's going on in the game because you can't remember all of it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people absorb all that knowledge, but you know what? You're not going to know that about every single game, especially a game that you only pick up every every so often. I mean, Toe Jam and Earl is one of those guilty pleasure to play every once in a while games for me. It's fantastic, but you, you, you don't get that when you go digital, you know, and get, don't get me wrong. I'm not a fan of digital, but for the sake of me, I plan to do it with just one game. And yes, I'm going to buy a system for one game and that's going to be it. That's the only thing I'm going to ever play on it. I've got a buddy of mine that he has Xbox and PlayStation. He can tell you that he turns on his Xbox a tenth of the times that he turns on his PlayStation. He's one of my, he's one of the, my old Destiny gamers, and he's played Destiny on PlayStation all the time. And he had play, people begging him to play on Xbox, but there's not enough gamers on Xbox. Well, it's it's the give us value model, you know, like when you talk about the manuals. Well, there's the in-game tutorials now, and then you can get real, you know, deep into it well most people some people don't learn by reading they learn by doing so they, they pick it up better okay that's fine you don't have to have instructions on how to play in the manual but have a story have a background perfect game for that clear you're familiar with it would have been destiny have a manual mm-hmm. in there with the story of this world that but they didn't even know the story of the world but i'm just saying that would have been beautiful to have a manual <laughs> if they had that. the story of the world just of any of them and just have the background have where we're coming from especially if it's in one of these with you know skyrim or any of these games that we're talking about well, um, I hate to point this out about Destiny, but I, I just want to say this because you make me think about something, too. If Destiny would have done this, this would have been a ten times better game. So the gamers of Destiny got together, and you know uh, you know, in Destiny you had the gr- Grimoire cards and all the Grimoire score and yeah. all that. Somebody took the time to put all of it together and put it in a book. You can get the Grimoire Edition 1 and 2, and it tells you the entire story of Destiny. They should have released those books first before they released the game, and that would have gotten everybody so hyped for the game. And that yeah. game would have been so much more valuable at that point. Just when you said that, that's what I thought about that. So. They didn't even know what their story was going to be. No, no clue. <clears throat> um, anyway, all right. So anything else about news or anything? Comments, concerns, anybody? <laughs> that's the only things I wanted to point out. You know, Cyberpunk 2077 is pushed back. I don't know if it got pushed back again. I saw some people fussing about a pushback. But you know what? Take your time. Make that game beautiful. That's going to be an awesome game. Yeah, are you gonna get that one? I gotta check that one out. <gasps> Go check Definitely. it out! Oh my gosh, that's gonna be oh. phenomenal. That's gonna be uh, itching um, to play that one. <laughs> I I don't, and I don't think that we're going to you know build it up so much. And in my head, you know, like if you build up too much, it's just gonna be disappointed. I don't even think that's the case. And not on with this CD one, Project no. Red. Um, so that's my favorite developers, and they just take their time on on them anyway. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna be great. All right. So Elder Scrolls and clear right off the bat. You put your neck, you adventure RPG guy. Oh, I love my RPGs. I love them. The sad thing is, is this game came out in the, uh, what, what I like to call the dark ages of my life. It's when uh, I went okay. technolo- technology dark for a while. And we, we all know what happened in that time frame. It was, uh, when I was, uh, with someone else in my life and went through a divorce on that. And I'm very happy that I came out on the other side because now I have gaming back. What was the thing? <laughs> if, if you started playing a game, she'd get mad. Oh, loser mind. We're going to dig into this British. Oh, loser mind. Loser mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
but she says oh, she wanted to. And, and I hope she found found this and listened to it too, because I, I just <laughs> don't care anymore. Jeez. I'm my husband loves the fact that I play. <laughs> he my, likes my, it. He doesn't mind that you play. Oh, he plays just as much as I do. Uh, there you go. <laughs> See, my wife, my wife's not a gamer at all, but she knows that that's how I get my stress out and release. She says, "Go have fun, honey." So yeah, we're that's in a happy more world like now. it. <laughs> but you said your ex-wife would um want to play games with you, or she she would say, "I don't get. Why don't you like me playing games? Because I don't get to play with you." Then you would try to get her to play, and she wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Like, I, man. Well, <laughs> it's, just, it's just cra- well, no, it's crazy because like like there was times that she's like, yeah, I'm a gamer. I gamed because I because that's one of the first questions I asked her when we started. Hey, you're a gamer because I like playing games. I play games pretty often because I wasn't still in college at Mississippi State at this time. I was still pretty heavy and SOCOM and everything. And she's like, yeah, I like to play a little bit here and there. And then as soon as we started dating, man, that there was no such thing as gaming around her. She was like, peacocking you. Oh my god! Yeah, she was so peacocking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, she uh, threw them feathers up high. And I was like, oh yeah, we're doing beautiful. good. I get in. I get in. Man, she ain't no peacock. She's a, a squirrel or rat or something. I don't know what you want to call it. Just some some kind yeah, of devious okay. animal. So you didn't play. How long did you go without playing games for? Um, I, I tried to squeeze them in when I could, but if you if you want to look at the dark ages, probably close to three years. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so British. You, I, you I don't understand. I mean, she. I, I even, uh, I, it was even during the time of the PSP, and got to buy. I even got to buy first edition PSPs, and she's like, "The only way you can do it is if you buy me one too." I bought her one too. First edition PSPs, day day release, because I worked at GameStop at the time, was able to get them, and she never even turned hers on. I still got mine over here in the cabinet, and anytime I turn mine on, she's like, "What are you doing?" You know, just get ballistic about it and everything. So. They, they'd oh, get buck, oh, yeah, buck wild over there. They'd have parties like all the time. Oh, no, we it'd did have like, parties all the time. Be, oh, my gosh. But it'd be the most <laughs> random things you could think of. It'd be like, oh, they were. what are we going to have a party about? Oh, we're going to have a uh, guys dress as pirates and girls wearing prom dresses or something like that. It's just so we random. We had a pirates and prom dresses party. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and so you show up and every, it'd be packed, but they'd have... How, how, what was the most animals y'all had at one time? I go over there. For, let me just tell the story. I'd go over there to be dogs in the pen, like four or five inside, and we'd be in the kitchen hanging out. And he's like, "Oh, you want a drink?" Yeah. And they open the cat, cats would be walking around in the in the cabinets. <laughs> it's like tons of animals. That's no in lie. It. That's no lie. How so, many was the most y'all so, had? So my ex wanted to be, a, rescue. be a rescuer, and so that's why we had so many in there. Um, they make TV shows about, the about this now. When we moved to the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You they, just they, missed they really that. Do, <laughs> I'm glad I missed that too because I would not want to be on that one because she was definitely a hoarder of animals. I would say that at one time at the house in Brandon was when we had the most animals and we probably had all together animals, probably close to 30 animals in the, uh, running around the house. Oh gosh. Wow, that's crazy. The say bloody hell. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Like it was crazy. Yeah, that's uh... and that that's probably one of the catalysts for me to getting out there too. Because um, I was I was allergic to cats and I had to learn how to live in they, allergy forever. So no games. Allergic to cat. They got a divorce and they just opened the doors and all the animals ran free. Is that what happened? Pretty much, pretty much, because <laughs> so, like as soon as I as soon as soon as, as soon as I'm out of the house, like all the animals birds are flying she's out, starting to get rid of animals left running. and right. I'm like, what the hell? Why are you getting rid of all the animals now that I'm leaving? She's like, well, because I don't have anybody to take care of the animals. Basically, sounds sounds like she just had me around to take care of the animals. So, so now you guys know that all that to say that Clear never played Elder Scrolls. 
So there we go. Yep. Um, <laughs> That's the so. story of why I didn't play a lot of games during that time. Yeah. So Elder Scrolls. Um, I played uh, Oblivion, and I think it came out on uh, 360 with a combo pack of... Um, oh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank. What was it? I'm Bioshock. Bioshock and Oblivion came out in a combo pack for the 360, which is, like, unbelievable. Um, so I, I remember like, seeing that, that like out. I remember seeing that come out. I remember seeing that come out and walking by it as sad as can be. The saddest little puppy you ever see walk by oh, a gaming no. case. Oh, yeah. I want to play okay, it because I'm, I'm, I'm all into the like, medieval stuff, too. She said she like, liked oh. games, and yeah, she don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think I... I might still have it. I think I do. So I played Oblivion, and I didn't know you know, I, I didn't know anything about it. I think I remember seeing uh, some friends of mine, we used to play EverQuest, kind of show me uh, Morrowind on the computer. I think that was three. Is that correct? Do you remember? Uh, Morrowind is three, yes. Yeah. And so, okay, well, Oblivion, let's check it out. And I played it, and oh, my gosh, open world, crazy. And I think I'd, I don't want to mess it up here but i think i'd leveled up too fast without leveling up certain skills or vice versa and i wasn't doing any damage to i, I didn't do it correctly there is a, you can mess it up i mean if you don't know how to in part four i think they kind of fixed it later mm-hmm. but um and i was kind of like i don't know how i'm every fight was like a big deal like you know even just the random <laughs> trash mobs and i was like dude this game is hard so i never finished it i never finished any of them as a matter of fact but then skyrim came out and i remember i was uh over instru- instructing at the ABM schoolhouse, and one of the uh, students comes by and goes, "Oh, Skyrim's out! Are you getting Skyrim? Are you getting Skyrim?" And I'm like, "What? No! What is that? You know, what? You know, it's the Elder Scrolls." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, I'll check it out." So then you, of course, start hearing about it, hearing about it. Then you see that that music. Oh my gosh! Oh, that intro. the music is epic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm like, "This is awesome!" I get the game, play it. Uh, didn't finish it. Um, and, and I'm sure we'll kind of get into maybe a little bit more details, but you know, you got all the different things you can do. The thieves skill, the, uh, I think it's like an, even an assassins. It's two different yeah. ones. Dark and, Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, um, uh, I can't remember, oh, but the point is there's so many that you get so caught up and you kind of forget the main story and, and you know, it's, that's fine. It's just the play in the game. Like I can't tell you the story of fallout. I love fallout four. It's one of my favorite games ever. And I can't tell you what's going on. But I love playing it. But anyway, let's let the expert speak here. Uh, What was your first experiences with it, and what did you like about it, British? Uh, Well, the Skyrim, I didn't play it until the special edition came out back in 2016. And what originally got me into it was just different YouTubers that were talking about it and uh, uh, planned on doing Let's Plays on it. So uh, I was like, hmm... Well, you know, I'm into, you know, medieval stuff, RPGs. I'm a big fan of Bethesda anyway because of the Fallout series. I thought, you know what, I'll probably give this a shot. And so I did, and I got addicted ever since. It's just the, the story is so amazing. I've never played a game like Skyrim. Um, it's it's going to be a tough one to beat, honestly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What? Uh, so did you finish the whole thing and do everything? Are you? We have a guy on here called Weed Doc. Uh, he comes on every so often, and he is a big time, you know, Witcher three. He'll, he'll come on. He, he's not a. He doesn't play a lot of games, but the ones that he does, he really oh, he's, gets into. Oh yeah, he's deep in. So he knows the Witcher three. He did everything you can in that game, and that game is two hundred plus hours. Um, 
Borderlands 3, that kind of thing. Did you do that for Elder Scrolls, or how kind of deep do you get into this? Uh, pretty darn deep. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it must be pretty deep if you've got it on, what, four different consoles? Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you finish it on multiple consoles? Have you finished it on more than one? I've honestly only, well, I guess kind of sort of finished it on PC. And when I mean kind of sort of finish it, there's just so much to do in that game. I don't even know if there is an end point to the game, to be honest yeah. with you. Because <laughs> uh, there's a main quest, then you got the Thieves Guild, the Dark Brotherhood, you got the... Um, the companions and then you got all the different side quests and you know involving the daedra it's just so much to do i honestly don't think there is an end point to the game <laughs> yeah I, I don't think there is you can finish i remember uh game informer came out or something and, and it said uh things you need to do with your video games or something like that <laughs> and one of them was finish skyrim and and the reason was why not you know because <laughs> the story is just that's fine. You can finish the story, and then the game is still wide open for whatever else you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people like to just get on there, and I mean, it's so fun to go in these houses and steal stuff. I mean, you can get whatever good stuff, you know. And just if you're hiding, you can, you know, your thieves guild in it, and you had the story of the gray fox. Uh, oh yeah. And you get like a thing that you put on to do crime, and then you can take it off, and then nobody recognizes you, or vice versa. I can't remember. You put it on, and nobody recognizes you. I can't remember, but. Just cool little items like that. Um, one of the really cool things that you can do in this game is uh, you can become a vampire. Oh, you, yes. <laughs> or you can be in the werewolf guild. Dude. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now I'm going to have to play it now. Dude, uh, I mean, va- it, vampire you, yeah. werewolves, man, that, that's, that's, that's up my alley right there. I always have to be a werewolf, but uh, with the vampires, um, with the Dawnguard DLC, I always side with the Dawnguard because <laughs> you get the crossbows and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, yeah. But um, of course, if you're a vampire, you can get the crossbows too. But you know, I, I always side with the Dawnguard. <laughs> What's the so, da- so? Yeah, I don't ever. I've, I've I've never become. I think I became a vampire just to try it out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but so is it a whole nother? You can still be. You can't be a a vampire and a wolf, right? Right. Um, so you can become a werewolf by doing the companions quest line. Um, if you go with the Dawn Guard, you can either side with them or turn into a vampire lord, um, which Ooh. gives you significant stats. And uh, but that's what people call the evil side. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, you can really become either, but I don't think you could become both of them at the same time. Like if you're a werewolf and you join the Dawn Guard. The Dawn Guards, um, they actually tell you to get out and get yourself cured before you can continue on with that quest line. <laughs> yeah. So you can shut off quests but based on your choices. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I remember reading something about being a vampire um, and it's their stages of your vampirism or, or something like that. Like you, you, you don't, do you have to uh, get human blood as soon as you become one or does it? Or if you start doing that, you become more evil. I can't remember. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when they're sleeping and... Yeah, see, I think you are required to get blood, um, drink from human sources. Um, But I I haven't really played much of the vampire in Skyrim, to be honest with you. Honestly, it was just more werewolf for me. Yeah. And uh, werewolf is just fun. It's so much fun. (laughs) You can turn whenever you want type of thing, or at least Mm -hmm. maybe a cool down for it, but it's not like, or does he, will he eventually turn at random? I can't remember if he turns at random or it's just, it's at at your own call. 
Uh, when uh, I've when I've played it, it's always been at my own call, and yeah, um, okay. I had the ring of her scene as well, which is a um, an item that you can get where you can control when you transform. So um, that that came in handy. I probably had that on me at the time when I was a werewolf, so that's probably yeah. why I could uh, transform whenever I wanted to. Yeah, um, this game's already making me excited. I want to go buy it again now. Uh, PlayStation <laughs> uh, Four I'm, version. I'm, I'm fixing it. I'm, I'm, well, I'm probably gonna hold off and wait. And make sure I can get it on PS5 and play it on that nice, new, clean, crisp-looking <laughs> uh, 4K. You know they're going to milk Skyrim and put it on all the new consoles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it's just out. like Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto 5, you know they're releasing a new edition for PS5. Uh, yeah. Ooh. They got to have, P- yeah. have GT5 on PS5. I mean, come on. That is a pretty <laughs> good game, though, so I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's definitely good. They've done that game well. Um, mm-hmm. The vampires, if you go... I know that one point, the vampire lore sounds awesome. I kind of want to do that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, got me, but you that's got my interest eventually, peaked a little bit there. Well, you can't go into towns and stuff, I think. If you're a vampire in the day, they'll uh, they'll attack you or something. I mean, you can kill them all, but you, know, you just kind of can't mingle in the towns. But right. uh, Yeah, this one, I just remember playing all these side quests... And I got to be the gray fox. And if I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. But whatever the main thief was, uh, I think I got as far in the assassin's got. I got the companions to where uh, I married with a girl um, werewolf on there. Uh, So you can get married on there. And uh, so I guess I think that was you had to complete the quest to get there. So that's what I'm getting at. Um, I think I could could turn into a, a werewolf. And then I said, okay, let's just go to the story again. And I had all this sick gear. Um, and then I get to this part of the story and they're like, okay, you got to leave all your gear here with me and then go sneak in the castle. I'm like, what? No, I'm not going to try to rearrange all my stuff again and give it to you and go. I just, you know, I spent a hundred hours getting all this and now I can't even oh, use it. I know exactly what quest. quest you're talking about. Yeah. Every time, every time I bring that up, somebody goes, I know that plays it. I know exactly the what you're talking embassy. Yeah. And so I never got past that part. Um, one thing about these open world games, I got to say, it, when you think of Elder Scrolls, at least for a console gamer, you kind of think it was one of the first, at least for me, playing open world RPGs. Now, you do have games like you know, Final Fantasy that's an open world or whatever, all the way back to Super Nintendo. However, they were kind of had these invisible walls set up or even like Dragon Warrior for NES. You could technically walk straight to you know, besides the rainbow drop to use the bridge, but to Dragon Lord, if you could survive right at the beginning. Um, but there's invisible walls up where, okay, I can't go into this dungeon. I'm just going to get crushed. And there's a little bit of that in Elder Scrolls, but since you can go wherever you want and just level up, they, you know, the game has to be able to, I don't say adapt, but they have to develop the game to where you can go anywhere at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I remember walking into a cave one time, kind of just exploring it. And there's some boss at the end. I'm sure there was some story. They're doing some seance or something. Had to end up killed this person. I think they might have transformed. I don't remember. But that wouldn't be surprising for an Elder Scrolls game. Killed the guy. Got this great, like, necklace thing or whatever. So, I mean, this is amazing. I just happened to stumble upon this cave. at this great item. All right. So, this is a great. This is great. <laughs> Next time <laughs> I went in this cave. And I'm just kind of bebopping around in there. And I look up. Oh my gosh, I see. What is that up there? It is a chest up there. They did not expect me to see that. And, um, <laughs> you know, and I see it though, and you can't get to it. You have to, I'm looking around. How do I, how do you get that chest? 
And so I see a little platform I jump up on and I'm like, this has got to be it. And I try to jump to that chest. I can't make it, but I can almost make it. So this has got to be what they're doing. It's going to be like a pixel perfect jump. Spend 30 minutes or so trying to figure it out. Finally get up there. Dude, it's going to be something great. I open it up and it's like, Worn, le- worn leather straps or something like that. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? You know, why would they even have that up there? You just got destinied. Uh, yeah. And it's like, <laughs> I guess it was RNG. You fight but, forever for some good stuff and get crap. But you understand it's RNG and destiny. This is like, I just got this great, great necklace. <laughs> and then I started to think, hmm, open world RPG, are the chests just random? And what's in there? You know, I know there's some l- items that are uh, Some you know, like awesome scripted. enchanted weapon. <laughs> yeah, they're scripted, but uh, and I think, wow, open world RPG. They have to kind of randomize the chest, obviously, mm-hmm. because this one's hidden from plain sight. I get up there and it's worn leather straps or something like that. <laughs> that is nothing. <laughs> so that did kind of turn me off of it a little bit. Um, but anyway, that that's always that was always my funny story for Skyrim playing that. Uh, but. Elder Scrolls 6 has now been announced back in 2018, I think, is when it was announced. And we're oh, still, yes. this is like the Final Fantasy remake timeline because it's going to take like another eight years or something before it's <laughs> finally. Not like, surprise me at all. <laughs> what is going on? Why did you even mention it? And if you look at the trailer, like, what do we expect? It's just it going over the mountains and it says Elder Scrolls 6. <laughs> that's, all, that's as far as we got, guys. We're just and you announcing know, despite it. how small that trailer was, I went into a big round of applause. I was like, what? <laughs> like screaming excited so finally doing it and oh, then yeah. reality set in i'm like oh it's probably gonna be at least another three four or five years before yeah. it actually comes out <laughs> yeah they're saying 20 i mean you go on youtube and there's not anything about it i think people claim to have gameplay i don't know if it's real or not i mean it's just them kind of walking around the forest you don't even see the character or any uh any i didn't watch the whole thing but it's just kind of them walking around the forest. It looks like a PS4 game. I mean, I, so I don't know if it's real or not. Obviously, it's no, it's not indicative of how the final game is going to be. It's still like you could develop a whole new game from scratch in the amount of time that it's going to be. But I think the soonest they're saying is 2024, but people are assuming it's going to be 2026 now. I mean, it's going to be like PlayStation 6, you know, it's going to be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. But what do you think about that? What do you think about it? Uh, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it ends up being 2026, but, uh, you know, people can be aggravated about that if they want to. And that's completely fine and understandable because it's been a long time since they released Skyrim. Um, but the last time that the developer Bethesda rushed a game, Fallout 76 happened. <laughs> so, no, yeah, that's uh, a good point. <laughs> Uh, I'm all for them taking their time to try and make the Outer Scrolls 6 perfect because, you know, with Skyrim, you got the dragons. And how are they going to beat the dragons? They're going to need the time to figure out a bigger antagonist for for the game and something that's going to keep people latched on to it. So I'm all for them taking their time on it. And um, the last that I heard, it was rumored to be in Hammerfell, which is great. Um, playing the Outer Scrolls online, Hammerfell is a really interesting place to hang around in. Um, but yeah, so the, the last I heard was Hammerfell. <laughs> so the previous games were in uh, Tamriel. Is uh, is that correct? What was the uh, Tamriel is the actual country itself where all the little domains are, like the Skyrim and the Imperial okay. City. 
um, Morrowind, et cetera, et cetera. Um, okay. Hammerfell is to the west of Skyrim, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, that, there's going to be a lot of desert biome. There's going to be probably a bunch of tropics as well. I mean, I think it'll be a really good location. And um, it's where the Redguards originated from, and the Redguards are a really awesome race. So I'm excited about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Are you, um, so what kind of, um, what kind of things do you think or do you want to implement it into this one that may or may not be in uh, five stuff that you hope that they keep uh, from five and uh, maybe add something new if you had it your way, how would you do it? Uh, as far as uh, something new um, story wise, I don't really mind which direction they go with that. However, I do want them to include the Thalmore in the outer scroll six, just because it's such a huge antagonist in the Outer Scrolls Five, um, and I don't think we've heard the end of them yet. And they have so much history, and they're so evil that they have to. Their story has to continue. Um, but so is that the is that the uh, the Elder Scrolls Five? You said you had the, the dragons that you're trying to get, and you get their shouts or whatever uh, from mm-hmm. each dragon. But there's also another race that's the evil. Mm-hmm. So the Thalmor are a bunch of that. Pretty much all of them are high elves, and they're very elitist. They, their intentions are just straight up evil. <laughs> I can go into oh, wow. I can go into such detail about Those this. Dirty, but dirty high elves. <laughs> they are so evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, they want to rule over the whole of Skyrim, the whole of Tamriel, basically, um, just like it was even before the first era, as far as the timeline goes. And uh, the Thalmor and the Empire actually had a huge battle called the Great War. Um, and that was just such a huge part of the history of Tamriel. And I'm really hoping that gets implemented again into the Outer Scrolls Six, like a big war between the Empire and the Thalmor. But if it's going to be in Hammerfell, I don't know how that's really going to play out. Um, but <laughs> is, uh, So is the story kind of the big draw for you or... What, what, is Definitely it the a story. Um, yeah. And, you know, the graphics can be amazing, whatnot, but if the story is not good, the graphics don't even matter. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I, I got to agree with you on that. You got to have a story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I do hope that they improve some of the mechanics of Outer Scrolls Six as well, such as the combat. And uh, also one thing that I think that Skyrim failed at was when you build a mage character, it's just not that interesting to me. It's just not that, uh, it doesn't really keep my attention. And before I know it, I'm going back to playing a sneaky archer build. Like I usually do. Yeah. Seeing that makes but me yeah. sad. Cause I love mages. I love mages too. And the outer scrolls online did mage perfectly. Really? Um, but I, I really hope that the outer scroll six improves on the mages. Um, Pretty yeah. much everything to do with the mages. Yeah, you would. Uh, so there's a mage guild too uh, on there. I remember that. Uh, and you could go through, and you can do all these different guilds. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't remember if you make a choice at some point that it'll mess it up or whatever. I don't think it's an obvious choice, but uh, but anyway, it's just like the Fallout thing. But um, yeah, you would think in a world that's that. Uh, I was going to say fantastic, but fantasy driven. You know that the mages would have, you know, they could make that just so, I mean, just so overwhelmingly like awesome, you know, 
that mm-hmm. with with the spells and all the stuff that they could possibly do. But um, but it's you know it is a first person game. So uh, you know I don't know you you always have your sword and shield out in front of you as you're walking and that's kind of on all the previews or whatever or pulling the bow back. Right. Um, and so and I, I I vaguely tried to dabble in in the magic. In the mystic arts, when I was uh, <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing on Skyrim, and I remember you could put—I think you just put a spell on each hand. It's like, okay, I'm gonna do a fire spell. Okay, it's gonna turn red and do something, or blue for an ice spell, or whatever, something like that. And I think you can mix some. I don't remember exactly, but anyway, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so kind of out of it for the Skyrim. I don't have it on uh, PS4, but I'm just trying to oh, pull nice. from memory. Yeah, and Oblivion actually did uh, magic right as well. And I know a lot of people online from the things that I've read are wanting um, the Elder Scrolls Six to have the same mage builds as Oblivion. Um, just the way it works, the way it levels up, the way it looks, the different spells that you can get. Um, so, so yeah, I definitely think that they need to improve on magic in um, in Six for sure. And, yeah. Um, and not only that, but. Uh, so when it comes to like the Thieves Guild and the Dark Brotherhood, the Thieves Guild actually enjoy more than the Dark Brotherhood, which is probably not a popular opinion. Uh, but the Dark Brotherhood, this storyline was just too short, in my opinion. So I'm really hoping that the Outer Scrolls Six expands all the different guilds quest lines a little bit to just really involve you in it and really get to know different characters in there. Yeah. So uh, one of the things that The Witcher did well, and and I think that and, and I, Bethesda is also one of my favorite developers for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, and Bethesda is such a good developer that you know, and I don't mean this negative. I mean it, it is kind of negative, but you know they have bugs in their games, uh, usually. <laughs> but it's acceptable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like are this, so funny. Yeah. They are so hilarious. Like you know. One time I was just, you know, up in the northern Skyrim area and there was a giant in the distance and I was going to try and avoid him. But the next thing I know, this dragon pops up from the ground and the giant is literally standing on this dragon's head flying all around. (laughs) That's awesome. And I'm like, that is one of the best bugs bugs I have ever seen. (laughs) Those are awesome bugs. See, those are fun bugs. Yeah. But the the community accepts. I mean, nobody wants a game with bugs, and it usually kind of irritates you. But you kind of look at this game is so massive and so well done. I can do anything. You can't possibly test everything. Um, and so it, it, I'm just. It, I mean, that is a credit to Bethesda that you know it speaks to their them as a developer that people go, dude, we'll accept it because just the just the how much time and whatever you put into this game. So. Uh, you know, if you're some simple game and has bugs, you kind of go, dude, come on, you were lazy. Nobody thinks that about Bethesda. Right. I, I completely agree. That that bugs are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, uh, like I was talking about WoW, and I had a buddy, uh, well, actually Rev, uh, he's on the podcast sometimes, Revelation 617. And every time Skyrim comes out, so let me get your opinion on this. So when Skyrim's coming out, he wants, is it is it co-op? No, it's not. Man, why don't they make a co-op game or Fallout? Why don't they make a co-op game? Do you think these games need to be co-op or more just a single story-driven experience for a solo player? I honestly think the single single player is definitely the best way to go. I mean, I'm not objected to, you know, having, you know, like my husband play on the same 
at the same time as me on the same story as me. I mean, I'm not objected to co-op at all. I think that should be pretty fun. But as long as they don't make it like multiplayer where anybody can just join in, I think it'll be acceptable. But, um, you know, people have such high hopes of Fallout 76 and uh, yeah. that just ended up being a bust. So yeah. I, That's I really real nice words for to... Fallout 76. Just a bust? <laughs> well, I think that is a common that is the uh, the common consensus there for people that play the Elder Scrolls games <laughs> and Fallout is that you know if you try to implement a co-op you're going to mess up the what people have come to love about these games you know yeah and, and yeah. so keep it that way and so when when they said Elder Scrolls Online comes out uh, so me and Rev playing World of Warcraft he said let's just go Elder Scrolls Online. And I was like, dude, I can't, I'm not getting into another MMO, man. But uh, people want to play Elder Scrolls Online. So I'm thinking, how are they going to do this? You know, and he says, it's just like Skyrim, except for it's online. Is that your consensus of it? Is it really just like Skyrim? He's not a story-driven guy. <laughs> he hates story. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't see how you can do a good story uh, in an online game. In a way... I mean, that's honestly what attracted me to play the Outer Scrolls Online to begin with, uh, just because I want to be up against everybody else, and, you know, creating the best character that I could possibly create. Uh, it ended up being pretty different. Uh, it's pretty much like a regular MMO, except with an Outer Scrolls paint job. Um, okay, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, but it's still fun, and there's still a lot of lore involved in the Outer Scrolls as well. So it, it is fun in that aspect, but uh, comparing it to single-player Skyrim, nah, it, it's just definitely not like that for me. Yeah, and so that's, you know, I wouldn't want to get into another MMO anyway, but um, I'm like, man, I just don't I just don't see it, you know, uh, how that would how that would work. And um, I don't know, it just to me it would seem boring, but I mean... I guess it's not. I mean, is it just like looking for a group? You go to a dungeon and everybody has their roles. I mean, you got tank, DPS, and healer in that game. Yep. Yeah. Yep, sure do. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you're not going to have a, a thief or a rogue tanking the boss. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there, there is certain ways to get around it. There's plenty of websites that have different builds for ESO. Um but yeah, you can play a thief, but honestly, they're a lot better DPS than a tank. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do agree with you actually on that. I, I don't think it would be a good combination for a thief and then tr- try and be a tank at the same time. Yeah. There's ways around it, but nah, thieves are more DPS for sure. <laughs> yeah. And so do they have talent trees like on WoW or, uh, I, don't, I know you say you don't play, but I don't know if you're familiar with it, but you know, you, you pick, I mean, I don't know. Uh, just trying to think of the rogue I got. You can be an assassination build, a combat, or su- subtlety build, or all, a combination of various talents in there. Is that how Elder Scrolls is when you level up? You get like a talent point to put something on? Uh, yes. Um, so basically you have stamina, health, and magicka. And whenever you level up, you can put points into either one of those three. Um and it's basically like that from level 1 to 50. And then with also with those points, you can put them into different skills to help build up your character. Um, once you get to level 50, you actually enter a champion point system, which um, it, it, 
that's more passive abilities whenever you get points on that. Um, it's, it's actually a really complicated system, honestly. And uh, when I, whenever I get to level 50, I just kind of take a break from ESO, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's the way they usually do it. But yeah, you, you get different skills that you can um, put it in there. Like, you know, you can boost up your two handed, you can boost up your, your okay. sneak. Um, you can boost up your um, like but flame. If I'm a, if so, if I pick a character, I pick a warrior or a, or a mage or is the talents. Can the mage also put, on a two hundred. In other words, is the talent points the same for everybody? But you obviously just want to build up your magicka for the mage over the warrior, or does a warrior have a whole different tree than the mage does? It actually, you can. It really depends on what race you go with as well. Oh wow! So you can pick your race, but then you can also pick um, what kind of character you want to play. Whether you want to play a uh, like a warden or a nightblade, like a nightblade, for example, is more of the thief side. And um, and then you got your sorcerer, which is your main mage. You got a healer. Um, then you got your dragon knight, which is the tank. And so whatever you choose, you actually get different skill sets that you have to put points into. So it's not going to be the same for everybody. Right. Okay. Yeah, that hopefully that like made a, sense. <laughs> yeah, it does, and that's what I was thinking. That's what I was assuming that that's the way it would be. But mm-hmm. you know, yeah, a lot of people that play that. Uh, well, he did, when he said that it was like the original, like the single player, I was like, well, I don't know, man. No, it's just like it. It might look like it, but he does. He now, hates you can play the story solo if you want to. I actually play solo a lot of the time because I don't really have a lot of friends that play online. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I actually play the majority of the time solo and I, I enjoy it. And, you know, I get guild invites all the time, even though I'm not exactly the best at the Outer Scrolls online. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a pretty good community for the most part. And, uh, there's all different kinds of things you can do other than these skills, like becoming a master crafter, um, which is a good way to make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Clear. You got anything? Man, I've just been sitting back listening to all this and taking this all in and going like, man, the Dark Ages ruined my gaming life. Because like, <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, I mean, this game is amazing. It's got so much depth to it. And to become a vampire lord, man, I'm about to jump on this thing and go buy it and go play it now. You don't just turn into a vampire lord overnight. It takes a I, lot of... It takes a lot of necks. A lot you got to bite through. You got to bite through a lot of necks to get there. <laughs> Uh, those are some serious uh, quests too um i don't know if this is relatable but one of the uh things i really liked about uh everquest back in the day is that you know they had uh epic weapons uh for your uh for if you're a rogue you had a rage bringer or something like that so you had to do a quest line to get it and dude it was not like you can just go do the quest line in one night it would take you weeks sometimes to do that quest line i thought that was so cool and i just thought about that because like you're talking about vampire lord those quest lines can be very long to get there but the payoff is cool i mean you get like a all the stat boost and obviously you get the role-playing aspect of it and um you know a unique way to do it because if you're the vampire lord guess what you're sucking blood man you know, sneaking in towns and doing all that. You got to do that to maintain. It's like the weakness that it comes with it. So, but anyway, it's just cool. I like the way they did that. And, uh, 
I think, I think, I don't remember if I said this. I meant this was coming to my mind when you're talking about Elder Scrolls Six, uh, what they're going to do later. Uh, Witcher Three, they made it a point to every little side quest. It wasn't just like, hey, go go get five apples from the orchard and and bring them back. You know that kind of thing. It was each had a story with it. Um, just every little side quest had a pretty unique and fun story. I hope they do that with Elder Six, uh, Elder Scrolls Six too, uh, Six mm-hmm. as well. Um, I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember very many particular fetch quests in Skyrim, although I didn't know any better at the time anyway. Uh, and I don't mind those personally, but uh, when you can add some flavor to it with these cool stories, and you know it's going to be a new experience, it just keeps it going. You know, mm-hmm. if absolutely. There's a, there's just a danger in these games, though, man. It's like <laughs> you get all side quest out, and then you forget about the main story. There's a game I'm playing now called Ghost of Tsushima. And, um, oh, have you petted a fox yet? I pet a fox every time they lead me to the fox den shrines. Good. That's a gr- <laughs> Love them <laughs> and foxes. But that's a great... So this is this is, the, what, the, not, this is a great game. Okay, so I'm not knocking the game. Um, just about finished, I think, with Axe 1. I just... Uh, well, I don't want to spoil anything, but... Something happens. To the, your uncle gets caught right at the very beginning. Okay, then you're supposed to go rescue him. So I'm finished with all that. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and so it's open world. You can go anywhere on your horse. There's little icons everywhere, kind of like on Fallout and all this. You have a question mark, and you go okay, and you go to that question mark, and it could be a fox, right? A fox den, and they lead you to these little fox shrines, and uh, it could be a fox shrine. It could be a bamboo chop thing it could be a little uh just some aesthetic stuff that you can get but going on and on with this it kind of gets a little boring this this tales and all the little side quests that are actually where you interact with people are awesome your character's awesome the story part's great so so before we leave the foxes i just want to i'm going back right back to the foxes well well, i want to ask y'all this fun fact of gaming and i want to ask y'all this question how many times do you think think the foxes in Ghost of Tsushima have been petted. Like total? Yeah, total. Take a take what, a guess. they got that online I've, where they can I've got, measure I've, that? I've, I, yeah, yeah, they can. They, they've been measuring it. So, so, so how, many, <laughs> how, many, how many times do you think it's been petted? I got it I got it right now as of August 1st. 500,000 times. Yeah, at least. <laughs> no, no way near. Maybe. You're, 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 you may be, maybe you're, you're, you're at a fifth. No, well, you know, five percent of what it what it is. They've been pet at, at, at on August first. They had been petted almost ten million times. Jeez. I want to go stroke a fox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling I you, be part like, of this game. When I read yeah. that, when I read that, I'm like, See, oh my gosh, I've got to ask that whenever it's brought up on <laughs> on the podcast because that is a great fun fact. And I will I will bring it up every once in a while on the podcast in the future as long as they keep the tally marks. But yes, it's been pet uh, as of August first. It's been pet almost 10 million times. Yeah, you'll you'll go to a question mark and a fox will be running around the tree. And he sees you, and he's kind of you got to follow them. They're mystical creatures, you know, especially in medieval Japan, and they're they're hopping around. You follow them to a secret shrine, you clap and bow, and the fox will kind of sit there and wait. And you get the option to pet him or not. And if you pet him, he just starts jumping like this, and then he finally runs off. But um, oh. <laughs> petting him doesn't have has absolutely no, no effect on the game at all. That's what's so <laughs> that's funny what, about that's it. That's why I'm There's so funny. No I'm laughing at y'all. Effect at all. At I want to do that. <laughs> do that. It's so funny. Um, 
that's what clear plays games like that just having that kind of fun in there too um i mean toe jam and earl all i did was jump on a trampoline and so (laughs) so much fun but you got uh you have uh charms in this game okay and uh that's like perks and you find your first fox shrine and you unlock your first you can add another charm there you automatically get two charms and you can find your first fox and you get three well then now you got to find three fox stands and then you get the fourth one then you got to find six fox stands and so on and so forth so you're kind of finding fox stands just so you don't have to find fox stands anymore you know eventually so because you got to get like 12 at the end to get your last one and i'm done with all the fox stands as far as unlocking your charm so i wonder what's next but i'm not even anywhere near through with the continent this is a massive game um Anyway, all that to say, when you got a game that massive, you just got to be careful with the side quest uh, mm-hmm. and the extra things to do. There is a line there to where you don't get so distracted from the main game and it starts to get to boring uh, that you just start doing the story because you're bored. You know, ideally, you can mirror mirror them together. Now they're somehow related, or you're progressing the main story while doing the side quest. I either with building your character up or not because Shishima you don't have levels uh, you know it's just so anyway it's a great game though don't get me wrong it's not meant to be like a, a Skyrim it's, it's the it's background kind of, of like my a, PC right now it's an Assassin's Creed meets Witcher meets Metal Gear Solid oh. 5 so that is what that's yeah. what people have, have described it as and that's like yeah I did like me some Assassin's Creed <laughs> yeah it's, it's like that so you can sneak around or go in blazing. And so it's really cool with the first, because he's, he's the, so a little history for you. I know we're getting way off su- subject here, but. Oh yeah, way off. Uh, but hey, that's what I do. So, <laughs> so back in medieval Japan, because maybe we want to start studying samurai. So it was this, uh, in medieval Japan, it was ruled by outlaws and stuff. Uh, and uh, it was tribal. And each tribe started having, this is talking about, um, I think it's, 600 700 ad something like that uh and i may have my dates wrong so if anybody's real smart in history whatever it's something like that they were still doing swords and all that so it's gonna be six to eight hundred ad um and so they all developed their samurai warriors and they were combating each other but since it was kind of ruled by outlaws they wanted to be honorable and this kind of thing right so that's where the samurais were real honorable they don't stab people in the back they face they you know they die with honor that was their biggest, you know, thing, honor, right? Um, so they would fight each other, honorably calling each other out. Uh, they didn't sneak around like a thief, you know. And so the Mongols show up. This is where the game starts. Mongols don't care about that, right? They're there just to just to, to kill. And so the this is all at the beginning of the game. The samurai go go to war with them. Samurai lose right at the, the battle. So you're like the only last. You're the last remaining samurai, and this thief. Our assassin kind of nurses you back to health, and now you're battling within yourself the samurai ways or doing what I got to do to get the country back type of thing. Really cool mm. how they kind of implemented that. That sounds um, like a beautiful game, but don't you know no, that that's not how the samurais ended? Tom Cruise and the Last Samurai, that's how they ended. <laughs> Sorry, oh, I'd bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise, exactly. The most uh, historically inaccurate movie of all time, but it was still a, a good movie to watch. I watched it right after playing Shishima. <laughs> it's just like Samurai, yes. Love Samurai. It's a good movie, but God is so historically inaccurate. Oh, yeah. 
So, but anyway, before we get too far off topic, we can go ahead and land this thing there, man. Um, anything else you want to bring up about Elder Scrolls, anybody? Uh, I think people, you know, be patient and hopefully we'll get exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody's hung out. If they would, you know, this game's so good, but I still don't think they should have delayed it. Nobody said nobody ever, you know. It's oh, always I completely been. agree. I mean, you know, the space between 2011 and 2020 is a pretty long time. <laughs> yeah, it is. And we're not even. And there's even no telling when Fallout Five is going to come out. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, that's even more. But you still got the old ones. No telling when no telling <laughs> yeah. GTA Six. I mean, <laughs> GTA. Yeah. I mean, think about it. PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, PlayStation. You know that they. You know, you were releasing GTAs all the time, and then all of a sudden, it's like. Oh, we're going to make a GTA just to span across a whole bunch of systems. Just one GTA for a whole bunch of systems. <laughs> bunch of generations. Uh, speaking of, of um, speaking of uh, Fallout 4 and, um, and the Outer Scrolls, uh, I know how Fallout 4 has the settlement building system. I, yeah. mean, I think it would be absolutely fantastic to be able to do that in the new Outer Scrolls. Create your own kingdom, so to say. I, wow. I think that would be so awesome. I would love that. <laughs> Yeah, what if they kind of make that part of the story? Like, you ever play by chance? Uh, I doubt it. If you did, that's going to be awesome, though. Sui Coden on PS1? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Most people have not played that. It's uh, one of my favorite ones. But uh, it's Konami game, uh, RPG. And essentially what you do is uh, you are a general son. And I'm getting confused with part two as well. It, Somehow you get outcast and you meet a bunch of rebels that are going against the empire. And uh, they kind of bring you in and you start kind of becoming their leader and you start recruiting people. There's 108 people you can recruit, which is a big deal back then, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, you start building your castle based on the people you, you get a cook. Okay, now this guy can cook and I can get different abilities for just my running around. Uh, that's that's just an aspect of the game. It's a straight RPG. You, you don't have to recruit these people. Um, you can recruit a blacksmith, so now you can do weapons there, all kind of stuff. A gambler, now you can gamble hmm. in your castle. And the more people you recruit, you get a garden, it starts to grow, grow, grow. So if they could somehow do that in Elder Scrolls to where maybe, you know, I don't know, it, it just how does that fit? Because you always are kind of a loner in all of these games to some right. degree. right. Yeah, that hmm. that would be that would be something to come across. I mean, I I definitely know that it is highly requested from all the forums that I've read on it. Um, but yeah, they would definitely have to. Hmm. So yeah. you know how in Fallout Four you get like you know random raiders attacking your settlements and you know super yeah. mutants, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe they could do bandits from um, the Elder Scrolls, or maybe even the evil Falmor. <laughs> yeah <laughs> or maybe you know different creatures like a wolf pack um yeah pretty much anything sure. to just do the same thing uh, but yeah as you said though i mean really the the main character has always been a loner um other than having a companion here and there but yeah and it worked in fallout because hey it's been a nuclear fallout so we're just all trying to kind of get some uh semblance of civilization going again and so that yeah, you could preston garvey makes you do everything yeah, you can uh, <laughs> you can uh, kind of see that, even though your guys, hey, yeah, y'all, I'll help you guys get back to civilization, but I'm kind of out doing my own thing now, and I can't remember exactly what he was doing, mm -hmm. but uh, anyway, 
Now, in Conan, um, in Conan Exiles, you're pretty much a loner in that universe, too, if you're playing solo. Um, but you're still building up your, your palace, essentially. And you have to get different thralls to come in and be a blacksmith, a carpenter, etc., etc. And maybe they could implement that into it. Um, that would be at least something for right. them to, to them to work around on that. Um, yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think about... Uh the Starfield. I I love space games ever since I played the original Mass Effect trilogy. So, okay. um, and a space game plus a Bethesda engine and software, I think it it has potential for being really great. But I just want a trailer. Yeah, <laughs> I just need I mean, to know that it's actually happening. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I mean, I forgot all about it until I started looking at it and seeing when. That's why they think it's going to take so long because they're still working on Starfield and we know we know nothing about it. Right, um, and you know they keep on announcing it, but you know I was kind of expecting them to say something at QuakeCon about Starfield. Nothing. All it was yeah. is about Fallout seventy six stuff, essentially. And yeah. so I'm like, okay, what, what's, what's going on with Starfield? I mean, I really wanted to play that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that definitely hold everybody over. Um, but yeah, like we were talking about how massive these games are. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I hope that doesn't interfere. Um, I just, I don't want them to, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. We, we're talking about the Fallout 76. It just got a little bit of a red flag, and I hate to say that. Uh, you got games at like CD Projekt Red with the with the Cyberpunk coming out. That's the only game they're working on. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be their fourth game ever, you know. Um, and then I'm looking here at the history of uh, the Elder Scrolls games, and all of a sudden you see, okay, all the Skyrim in 2011, Fallout uh, Shelter, which is like this little Android iOS. Mm-hmm. It's out on everything. I don't even know what that is. It's so a, a simulation. It, it's a, it, you're basically like building a bunker or whatever, trying to survive. Yeah, okay. yeah it's a bunker yeah. game. Mm-hmm. And then Fallout Four, Elder Scrolls Five. Uh, then you get VR. Then Fallout Four VR. So they're kind of just tacking on the VRs to their old school they're, stuff. Special they, edition came out. They sound like they're so, all over the place. They're not. They're not focused well, on. It's still the same game, at least you know five, just in different formats. Fallout Four and. Yeah, but to, turn, but, turn, but to put a fall, to put a Fallout game into VR, that's a lot of freaking work. Even though it's the same game, I mean, turning something yeah, into VR but, is not an easy task. Yeah, but they're just doing the kind of uh, uh, they're not redoing an entire game. Like you know, not, they're not making a story. They're not making all the mechanics on how items work and blah blah blah. And so then they got Elder Scrolls Blades. I don't know anything about that one, but now we got Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. That's two completely different games. Than everything they've made before, and uh, we don't know when they're coming out with it. So I don't know how big their studio is. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking out loud here. I just hope they don't bite off more than they can chew. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for too. And uh, I know they have multiple locations around the country at least. And I know Todd Howard, um, the main Bethesda CEO, he was uh, saying that they wanted to branch out and do something different, and not just be known for the Outer Scrolls or Fallout. But that's yeah. exactly what they're doing right now. They keep on, you know, concentrating on Fallout 76, concentrating on different re-releases of Skyrim. Not that I'm complaining, but um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's kind of like, come on, let let's let's do this. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's what's so wrong about that, you know. I mean, like these companies to to be able to exist as long as they have is a is a feat in and of itself uh, for these developers. They come and go like, you know. 
constantly. You know, if people are, they're coming to make in one game, we have this successful, you have one bad game, you're done. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and so, I mean, like, well, I don't know, just, you got a good game, keep it going, man. You know, don't uh, yeah. just, don't change just for the sake of, oh, I just don't want to be known for that. I mean, you're known for making great games. You know, that's, yeah, 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 but there's a a, there's also a negative for. side too to that too. Don't keep don't keep just making that one game like they're doing with GTA Five. Don't keep on just put a content for it. Give us a new GTA. You know, we've well, yeah, been for GTA mm-hmm. Six. Give us a new GTA Six. Give us something you know better, advanced, and all that. Yeah, yeah. And so, all right, cool. Well, British redneck, the British redneck. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Oh, this <laughs> thanks awesome. for having me. <laughs> this was awesome. This is great. You'll have to come on again soon. Oh, oh I'd yeah, love to. Hopefully, I won't be as nervous. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Oh, no. But yeah, I do want, before before we go, I do want to say one thing. We do have a correction from last podcast that I caught, Uh-oh. and it's from Coastal. I want to bust Coastal on this. So he was trying to <laughs> promote a. He was trying to promote. A, he was trying it's to like pro- a rivalry. He was trying to promote a new game that's on uh, that's on PlayStation that I played last night. Had a blast playing. It was so much fun. It's called Fall Guys, not Fallout Guys. He was calling it Fallout Guys. And when I went to go look for it, I couldn't find Fallout Guys. And I'm like, why can't I find Fallout Guys? And I, it's because uh, I found out. I texted him. It's, it's Fall Guys. If you want to play something that's just hilarious and you get a good laugh at it, it's like playing a Mario Party game that's just a lot of fun, crazy stuff. I mean, all you can do is run, jump, and grab things. I mean, that's it. And it's just so much fun. Go play it. It's a fun little battle royale game. But I just wanted to point that yeah. out and correct it, so that way, if anybody is looking for the game that he was talking about, it's called Fall Guys. And we're not trying to get gotcha. into bad habits here. We're not. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to do a redaction on everything we get wrong. Otherwise, we'll never have a new podcast ever. Exactly. Again. I know. But <laughs> so I did, did want to correct that. That's two in a row one. with redactions. But I did. I did want to catch that one just because you know I didn't want any of our listeners going out there trying to look out for Fallout guys and not finding the game and not being confused about that because that's a game that I'm fixing to. After we get off this, I'm just going to play Fall Guys because it's just fun to play. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, cool. Check us out on Facebook, everybody. Uh, Facebook.com slash HNKEXP. And join us on the Gamers Lounge where you can post uh, videos, streams, uh, or just talk about anything video game related. We just have a lot of fun in there. Um, other than that, subscribe, like, leave us a review. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. Thank Take you. Care.